Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Cliff's Notes on Profitable Coaching. In today's episode, I am going to share with you a mind-blowing conversation that I had with ChatGPT. And I'm talking about a voice conversation from beginning to end. Now, there are so many different layers of value of this entire podcast episode, and I can't wait to play it for you. But I just want to let you know that I am about ready to play for you the entire episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, which is where this content was originally intended to go. So without any further ado, here is the full episode. Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the World. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. Welcome back, my friend. Oh my gosh, I am so delighted to bring to you this groundbreaking podcast episode that is going to add so much value to your life in insight and inspiration on so many different levels. Last week, in episode number 712 of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, I shared with you a little bit of an interview, kind of, that I had with ChatGPT. The title of last week's episode, The Evolution of My Reading Habits from Reluctance to Revelry. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to that one. But what I wanted to do is give you an even fuller vision of what I see as possible, for me at least, as a content creator, as a podcast audio producer, what kind of dialogue and conversation could I have with a voice-activated chat GPT AI tool? And this episode, I have no doubt in my mind, is going to blow your mind. So what I'm going to share with you is just the setup of understanding of what my intention was when I decided to record this. So for those that don't know, when you have an account with ChatGPT, and you have to have ChatGPT Plus, which is $21 a month for you to have this functionality with voice going back and forth, interacting on the iOS device. So anyway... When you have conversations with ChatGPT, they have what's called different threads. And it's kind of like just like a different topic in an old discussion forum. Each discussion topic has its own thread. So if you start a topic and you begin a discussion, anybody who reads from the first post all the way down to everything that's been posted in that thread everybody's kind of up to date if they read everything. But if you go start a new thread in an old school discussion forum and you start a new topic, people who have read that thread 
may not have any clue as to all of the dialogue that was shared in other threads in the forum. And that's kind of how things are with different threaded conversations inside of ChatGPT. So one of the things that I do is I start a new thread on a specific topic, and then what I do is I train, and I go to a lot of detail to train that particular thread everything it needs to know about the topic for which I want it to interact with me about. So today's topic, the thread that I'm creating with ChatGPT today is all about the prosperous coach method for creating clients. This is a method that I learned from reading the book, The Prosperous Coach by Steve Chandler and Rich Lidfin. And I've been implementing this for several years now to great success. It's my number one most valuable tool that I've ever been exposed to as far as marketing is concerned. And I wanted to take my connecting to a whole new level of consistency, and I also wanted fresh ideas and perspectives, and I wanted to be able to come to ChatGBT and ask it for valuable, insightful feedback, advice, and insights on things that I could do or even things that I could say to start conversations and take them to the next level. But there were a couple of things that I need to do first. I need to train the thread to understand fully the way that I view the prosperous coach method for creating clients. And not only that, but I wanted to understand my philosophy of connecting. I wanted it to understand my approach, my voice, my feel, my vibe, my way of being in the process. So that when it's giving me feedback, when it's giving me advice, when it's giving me tips, tools, and strategies, it's keeping in mind who I am and how I desire to show up in the world, what my voice in the world is, if you will, as it relates to this. So what you are about ready to hear is to give you a demonstration of just how much depth I go into to train a single thread inside of ChatGPT. This will be mind-blowing. I've been doing this ever since I've had ChatGPT. However, the fact that I could do it with my own voice instead of typing all of this stuff out is mind-blowing and makes for incredibly compelling and amazing audio podcast content. I hope you enjoy, and I can't wait to hear from you after you listen to this. Can you tell me what you know about the Prosperous Coach method for creating clients as it relates to the book, The Prosperous Coach by Steve Chandler and Rich Litvin? Certainly. The Prosperous Coach by Steve Chandler and Rich Litvin is a well-known book in the coaching community. It presents a unique approach to building a coaching business, emphasizing deep connections, personal transformations, and avoiding traditional marketing tactics that often feel inauthentic. Here's a summary of some key concepts from the book. One, deep connection. Instead of traditional marketing, the method emphasizes creating powerful connections with potential clients. This means genuinely caring about the person, listening deeply, and helping them see new possibilities for their life, even in an initial conversation. Two, no website, no email list. 
Contrary to popular belief, the book suggests that coaches don't need a fancy website or a huge email list to start. Instead, they should focus on one-on-one transformational conversations to create clients. Three, enrolling versus selling. The prosperous coach method is about enrolling clients, not selling to them. Enrollment is about inspiring potential clients to see a new possibility for themselves. It's about helping, not selling. Four, creating clients. The book proposes that clients are created through powerful coaching conversations, not found. This means that instead of hunting for clients, you engage in deep, meaningful conversations and allow the transformative power of coaching to create a client. Five, high-performing clients. Chandler and Litvin suggest focusing on high-performing individuals as they are often the ones most ready and willing to invest in themselves. By targeting high performers, coaches can often achieve more impactful results and testimonials. Six, serve first. Instead of leading with a sales pitch, serve potential clients first. Offer value, help them gain clarity, and showcase the power of coaching. When people see the value firsthand, they're more likely to commit. Remember, the essence of the prosperous coach is about being authentic, deeply connecting with others, and letting the power of coaching speak for itself. It's a more relational and less transactional approach to building a successful coaching practice. Would you like more details on any specific aspect of the book? I'm good for now, but what I would like to do is give you a little insight about where I stand with this material. So the first thing I want to let you know is that I first read this book in July of 2019. Since then, I have followed a great deal of additional content and resources and books and teachings and trainings from Steve Chandler, which have been quite insightful for me. And also since then, I have had personal coaching experiences with Rich Litvin. I have also developed a peer relationship with him today. Wow, that's impressive. It sounds like you've not only deeply engaged with the content of The Prosperous Coach, but also developed personal and professional relationships with one of its co-authors, Rich Litvin. Having both theoretical knowledge and personal experiences with the material and its creators surely gives you a unique perspective on it. It's clear that Steve Chandler's additional content has had a significant impact on you. And to have personal coaching experiences and a peer relationship with Rich Litvin must have added tremendous depth to your understanding and application of the teachings. How has this journey influenced your own coaching practice or personal growth? And is there any specific insight or experience you'd like to share or discuss further? Well, it's radically transformed my approach to generating clients. And as a result of it, I have so far, and I'm pulling up a spreadsheet right now so that I can tell you some of the results that I've got. But as of right now, I have brought in 231 different individuals into the Prosperous Coach Method for creating clients. That's 231 people who I have given complimentary, one-on-one, full-blown, 90-minute coaching experiences to. I've done a total of 379 of those experiences with the 231 people, and I've made 147 proposals where... 77 people said yes and 70 said no for now. And that comes out to a success rate of 52.38% who say yes. 
I've proposed a total of $1.5 million in coaching and have successfully generated $747,139 in sales since July 2019. That's truly remarkable. Your commitment to the Prosperous Coach Method and the results you've achieved are testament to both the effectiveness of the approach and your dedication as a coach. You've given a significant number of individuals the opportunity to experience the transformative power of coaching, and your conversion rate is impressive. Engaging with over 200 individuals in such a deep and meaningful way requires a lot of energy, skill, and persistence. Your sales figures also show that you've been able to provide tremendous value to your clients, reflected in the investments they've been willing to make. It's heartening to hear success stories like yours, especially knowing that each sale represents not just a transaction, but a commitment to growth and transformation for both you and your clients. Given your deep engagement with this method and the results you've achieved, what's next for you? Are there specific goals or areas you're aiming to explore or expand upon in your coaching journey? One of the things that I am looking to expand and explore is greater consistency in the very first step of the four-step system or method of creating clients, which is the connect phase. This is an area where when I am consistent, I get results, which leads to impressive sales and for a period or a season of time, going anywhere from nine months to 18 months, there is a consistent flow of high monthly recurring revenue. However, if I take my eyes off of the ball or my foot off the gas pedal, if you will, and I lose that consistency, not filling the pipeline, if you will, with potential clients, I can allow myself to get distracted from the connecting phase and inviting phase in the creating phase and just rely on what I've already generated in client sales from when I was doing everything consistently before, which can lead to gaps in revenue from season to season. So I'd like to, and I'm in the process of, shoring up those gaps. It sounds like you've identified a crucial aspect of your process, the importance of consistent engagement in the initial phases, particularly the connect phase. Maintaining a consistent flow in the pipeline is crucial for sustained success, especially in a service-oriented profession like coaching. When there's a gap in the initial stages, it can have a ripple effect that you feel further down the line as you've observed with potential revenue gaps. It's commendable that you're taking proactive steps to address this. Here are some potential strategies to maintain consistency. One, schedule dedicated time. Allocate specific blocks of time in your calendar dedicated solely to the connect phase. This can help make it a non-negotiable part of your routine. Two, automation and tools. Consider using tools or systems that can help automate reminders or certain aspects of the connecting phase. CRM, customer relationship management tools, might be beneficial in this regard. Three, accountability. Having an accountability partner or a system in place can be invaluable. They can remind you provide feedback, and encourage you to stay on track with your connecting activities. Four, revisit your why. Reminding yourself of why you started coaching and the value you bring to your clients can reignite the passion and motivation to stay consistent. Five, celebrate small wins. 
celebrate the connections you make, even if they don't immediately lead to a sale. This can motivate you to keep going and appreciate the process. Six, feedback loop. Regularly assess and review your connecting activities, what's working, what's not. This continuous feedback can help you refine your approach and stay engaged. Remember, it's natural to have ebbs and flows in any business, but with intentional effort and strategies in place, you can shore up those gaps and maintain a consistent client pipeline. Given the success you've already achieved, I'm confident you have what it takes to address this challenge. How do you feel about implementing some of these strategies or are there specific areas you'd like further guidance on? So I'll address each one of these. Number one, block out time for connecting. This is something that I'm definitely more intentional about now. Just recently, I made a commitment that I will plant five meaningful seeds. That means either starting or continuing dialogue on meaningful relationships that could potentially lead me to observe or discern somebody that might be a potential fit for my coaching. So on a daily basis, at least every workday, Monday through Friday, I have now made a commitment. I will plant five meaningful seeds in conversations, relationship moving forward each workday. And so, and I'm also, as far as automations and using tools, number two, I am currently tracking that in a document and of course I've had a lot of other automations and tools and systems that I have set up to bring me potential connecting conversations and I also have a method of tracking them, logging them and following through and keeping up to date with more than a thousand conversations that I've had. So. I feel good about those. As far as accountability, I'm a very self-driven kind of accountable person. Granted, I've dropped the ball several times, but one of the things that I do is I do a lot of self-journaling. I do audio journaling where I share with people in my community about how things are going. I've got mastermind groups. I've got coaches and mentors in my life, and this is something that I've certainly told them is my commitment, which will hold me accountable as well, so I like that. Revisiting my why, I have no loss whatsoever in my connection of my why. I know exactly why I'm on this earth and what coaching means to me, but most importantly, what it means to the people that I serve. And so that's totally good on my end. Celebrating small wins, this is a powerful part of my life. I'm a part of at least two mastermind groups consistently, and I, from time to time, join other mastermind groups And at least in the mastermind groups that I facilitate, which is the Green Room Mastermind and the Next Level Mastermind, we start every single week off with wins of the week. And so I am definitely celebrating all the small wins. And just recently, I launched a program called the Next Level Coaching Program, where I coach people on how to master this skill of the Prosperous Coach Method and also other techniques related to coaching. As far as feedback loop, can you remind me real quick, what was feedback loop again? Of course. The feedback loop refers to regularly assessing and reviewing your connecting activities to determine what's working and what's not. This involves analyzing the results of your efforts, making necessary adjustments, and then implementing changes. The idea is to have a continuous cycle of action, evaluation, and refinement to improve your approach and achieve better results. It's about learning from your experiences and iterating your methods based on the feedback you receive either from your own evaluations or from others. Given your active engagement in mastermind groups, your accountability methods, and your self-journaling, 
it sounds like you already have some forms of feedback mechanisms in place. The key is to ensure that this feedback directly informs and refines your connecting strategies, ensuring you're always optimizing and improving. You seem very thorough and intentional in your approach, which is fantastic. How do you typically gather feedback on your connecting activities? And do you feel there are any gaps or areas for improvement in this process? I could answer that. And I will say feedback loop. Thank you for the clarification. And yes, I am definitely using the feedback loop. I'm consistently trying new approaches to connecting. I am tracking what those connecting strategies as far as the results that they're getting. I I track those results. I evaluate the results and I'm consistently changing my approach and navigating and pivoting in different areas and different ways as things that once worked are no longer working. For example, there was an app called Clubhouse that was generating anywhere between five to $25,000 a month in new revenue from connecting conversations that started there. That app is no longer producing any results. So yes, definitely using the feedback loop. What I'd like to do is I'd like to transition this conversation that you and I are having, and I'm wanting to train this conversational thread in such a way that I can have you help me in a very intentional way that I have in my mind for moving forward. Absolutely, I'm here to help. Please guide the direction of our conversation to best serve your needs. What specific area or topic would you like assistance with as you move forward? Well, first, I would like to describe to you how I see the Prosperous Coach Method, just a brief overview, because I'd like some assistance over time, and I'll come back sometimes several times within a single day or several times throughout the week for many weeks, months, and potentially years into the future where I'm going to seek your advice related to probably one or more of these four steps of the Prosperous Coach Method for creating clients. So the steps are, in my mind, step number one, connect. Step number two, invite. Step number three, create. Step number four is propose. What I'd like you to do is ask me for the insights that I have individually for each of these four steps that I'd like you to keep in mind when giving me feedback and or advice moving forward. Absolutely. I'd love to delve deeper into each of these steps with you. Let's start with the first step, connect. Can you share your insights and understanding of the connect step as you've implemented it, including any nuances or specifics that you think are essential for me to be aware of? The most important thing for me to share with you when it comes to the connect phase is what my intention is. So my intention when connecting with people is to connect genuinely offering them value, building trust without any hidden agenda. I am present to listen to what's going on in their world. I want to understand things from their perspective. Occasionally, I may offer insights, but only if they seem welcomed. And also, if the insights that I gain and the things that I pick up and learn, if I find that the person is aligned with my ideal client profile, then that connection is going to unfold organically, that I'm not looking to force every person I connect to into a coaching conversation. In essence, 
this is the way that I approach connecting. I'm a person of faith, so I believe that God will lead and guide exactly the right people at the right time to my path to work with me. And I recognize that on a daily basis, I'm either organically surrounded by people that come into my path, or I can intentionally go out where people are and come across people along my path. My intention, I got cut off. Your approach to the connect phase is beautifully authentic and grounded. You prioritize genuine connections, trust building, and value provision over any transactional objective. This resonates deeply because authenticity often leads to stronger and more meaningful relationships. Your faith-driven belief that the right people will cross your path showcases a sense of trust in the process and a commitment to serve those who genuinely align with what you have to offer. Recognizing that not every connection needs to be or should be transitioned into a coaching conversation is a very respectful and understanding approach. I've taken note of these valuable insights about your connect phase. Let's now delve into the second step. Invite. Can you share your insights and understanding of the invite step, including any specific methods or beliefs you hold in this phase? Unfortunately, I sometimes have an issue with your interface where you pick up that I'm finished speaking, but I really just took a little bit of a pause And so I was interrupted and didn't get to finish all of my things that I wanted to share with you related to the connecting phase. I apologize for the oversight. Please continue sharing more about the connect phase. I'm here to listen and take in all that you wish to convey. So where I was, I believe, is that I was about ready to tell you that the way that I approach life is that I go about either organically looking and observing and being aware of the people that come across my path, or sometimes, because I work from home, I have to be very intentional about going out into the world, either physically or virtually on the internet, and intentionally putting myself into the path of others. What I genuinely want to do is just have an awareness that people matter, that people have things going on in their world. And I genuinely want to be a source of support and encouragement and hope and inspiration to anyone and everyone. Knowing that I cannot do this for the entire world, I've adopted a philosophy that I want to do for some what I wish I could do for everyone. So I'm always looking to start conversations, whether it be with somebody I've never met and who's never heard of me before, or somebody who knows me quite well and maybe has consumed thousands of hours of the podcast content that I've produced into the world. I just want to make sure that I'm having meaningful conversations with as many people that I feel intuitively guided from within to connect with. Without that hidden agenda, But understanding that as I'm connecting with people throughout my day, whether organically or intentionally, that there will be that intuitive voice within, that internal guidance, that voice from God, if you will, that says, this is somebody that I've brought along your path. This is somebody I'm going to ask you to maybe reach out and and go into that invite phase. And that's kind of how I approach this. Thank you for elaborating further on your approach to the connect phase. It's evident that your interactions are grounded in authenticity, intentionality, and deep care for the well-being of others. You value genuine conversations and meaningful interactions, 
always putting people first. Your philosophy of doing for some what you wish you could do for everyone is profound and speaks volumes about your character. Your reliance on intuitive guidance, whether it comes from an internal sense or a higher power, showcases a deep trust in the process. It's refreshing to see such a genuine and non-transactional approach to connection. With this deeper understanding, I'm even better equipped to assist you in the future. Whenever you're ready, we can delve into your insights on the invite phase or any other area you wish to discuss. Sure, let's move into my insights on the invite phase. So when I make an invitation, I typically use language such as this. Hey, what, I got cut off again. Please go ahead and share the language or specific phrases you typically use in the invite phase. I'm eager to hear more about how you approach this step. Let's just say that I was talking to Joe and he is saying that his business is more financially successful than it ever has been before, yet it has not given him the peace that he had hoped for, and he finds himself waking up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning pretty consistently with lots of anxiety and fear and worry about his business. In that scenario, if that came out of our dialogue through our connecting conversation, whether it's been minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, or even years... At this point, I might make an invitation that sounds something like this. Joe, I totally understand exactly what you're talking about. In fact, I personally can resonate with that from when that was a part of my experience. Oftentimes thinking that if I would just achieve a certain financial status, that would alleviate all of those emotional states and worries and things of that nature. And of course, since then, I've worked with other business owners just like you and I who also are currently going through these kinds of experiences. So you're certainly not alone. This is exactly the type of coaching that I do on an ongoing basis. And you know what? I happen to have some free time in my schedule over the next week or two. And I would love to offer you a complimentary full-blown 90-minute one-on-one coaching experience with me. This would be my gift to you, no strings attached, no expectation, no obligation that you will ever become a paid client. The only thing that I ask is that if you were to agree to this, I'd ask you to, I got cut off again. Sorry for the interruption earlier. Please continue with what you'd ask Joe to agree to or any other insights related to the invite phase. Your approach is enlightening, and I'm keen to understand more. So to continue that invitation script, if you will, and it's not always a script, except for this part, I tend to use something like this. I'd love to offer you a complimentary 90-minute coaching experience with me. This would be my gift to you with absolutely no obligation nor any expectation that you'll ever become a paid client. To ensure a successful and productive session, I kindly ask you to agree to the following three conditions. Number one, join the call from a 100% distraction-free environment, allowing for open and candid discussions without the risk of being overheard. Number two, participate in the call from a location with a reliable internet connection that supports both audio and video via Zoom. Number three, Choose a date and time for our call that you will protect and prioritize, even if other commitments arise. 
In return, I promise to prioritize our session just as highly and provide you with unlimited access to all the insights and resources I have to offer during our time together. If you're interested, please use the link below to schedule the call. MindsetAnswerMan.com slash experience is the link. I look forward to the possibility of connecting with you further. Sincerely, Cliff. That's a very thoughtful and clear approach to the invite phase. It sets the right expectations and also offers a sense of genuine value and respect for both parties involved. With that foundation set, would you like to share your insights on the create phase of the Prosperous Coach Method? Yes, the create phase is typically, in my mind, two complimentary 90-minute one-on-one sessions. In the first session, we set up our conversation, and I typically started off by getting permission to be their coach, reminding them that the call is complimentary and my gift to them, no strings attached, no expectation, no obligation that they'll become a paid client. I confirm that they're distraction-free. My whole purpose during that and any coaching session I ever do is to serve that person so powerfully that they will never forget that conversation for the rest of their life. Also, at the end of that session and every coaching session that I do, I try to always include the elements as follows. I like to end the conversation by asking them, what is one, two, or three insights that you got out of our conversation today? And then I try to take note, word for word, everything they say when it comes to their insights in their language. Then I will ask them, what are one, two, or three actions you know you need to take over the next two weeks? And then I write down the actions that they say they are going to take in their language. After that, if it's the first call, complimentary session, I typically will invite them into a second session if and only if that first session I still discern that this is a potential fit for my coaching and that this is something that either God, that inner voice, or intuitively I feel prompted to carry out this method. So if I do discern that this is a good fit, then I will invite them to a second call, no strings attached, no expectation, no obligation. I have my own internal script that I use to do this. It's different with each person, how I do it. But most everyone that I speak to says yes to a second complimentary session with me. Then when I get to a second complimentary session, I typically start the conversation off by reminding them that this and the conversation we had previously are my gift to them with no strings attached, no expectation, no obligation, they'll become a paid client. I also then ask them, how have things been over the last two weeks or however long it's been since we've chatted if it's more than two weeks? And then they typically will tell me, oh my gosh, I've accomplished more in the past two weeks than I have in the past two months or the past two years. And some people say in the past two decades. And then we evaluate those results. If there's any undesirable results, we talk about whether or not they want to evaluate a different approach. And then once all of that is out of the way, I say, hey, we have this much time remaining in this second complimentary session. What can we talk about today that would be powerful for you? And what's going on? What's in your mind? Do you have any questions? Is there anything that you'd like to discuss? And then at the end of that conversation, I and I typically stop with about 25 minutes left in the conversation, I will then ask them what's the single greatest insight or one, two, or three insights that you've gotten out of our call, what's one, two, or three actions you're going to take, and then I remind them. It's like, okay, that's all amazing. 
I just want to remind you that our conversation previously and today's conversation is my gift to you, no strings attached, no expectation, no obligation that you'll ever become a paid client. They'll say, yes, I get it. You remind me. Wonderful. And then I transition to step four, which is proposal. And it's simply this. I'd like to ask you a question, given our time together and the momentum that you're already experiencing and what you're going after and that this is exactly the type of coaching that I do, I with no expectation, I'd just love to ask you this one question, it's yes or no. I'm totally fine if the answer is no, but would you be interested in having a conversation right now about what it would look like for you and I to have a paid ongoing coaching relationship? And then most people say yes. Occasionally, there's some hesitation of people who automatically assume they can't afford my coaching. Very few, and I can't even recall anyone who says, nope, this is not the coaching for me. Most everyone says yes to that, and we go on to the proposal. So I wanted to share all of that with you. Do you need any clarification? Sorry, I'm having issues right now. Our systems are experiencing heavy load. Please try again later. Well, that was quite a bummer that your systems are down. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. I apologize for the inconvenience earlier. Please continue with sharing your insights on the create phase or any other aspect you'd like to discuss. I will load up what I just recorded and play it for you and then have you respond to it. All right, go ahead and play the recording. I'm here to listen and provide feedback as needed. Okay, so it's probably important for me to jump in here and let you know that after that kerfluffle that happened yesterday, I recognized an issue. Number one, you cannot give it four and a half minutes of audio input. It was not experiencing heavy load. It's just the fact that I was giving it four and a half minutes of input that caused that particular issue. The reason why I know is because what I've done is I went and created a section of that file, the the audio recording that I did, turned it into an MP3 file, and played it right back into the system, and I got the same exact error, even though ChatGPT was able to interact with me in between those. So today what I've done is I've transcribed that four and a half minute audio clip, which you've already heard, And I took the transcript and I went to the browser version on the desktop and pasted in everything all the way up to the point where it says, do you need any clarification? Now, at that point, because I put that in in text format, it then said, thank you for the detailed breakdown. And she gave her, you know, dialogue back. And I'm going to see if I can get her to read it now. My last interaction with you was pasted in on the browser version of ChatGPT in text format, and you responded with, thank you for the detailed breakdown of the create phase. Can you read your response back to me in voice? Of course. Here's what I shared with you in response to your detailed breakdown of the create phase. Thank you for the detailed breakdown of the create phase. Your method is comprehensive ensuring that the client feels valued and understands the nature of the sessions. It's evident that building trust, value delivery, and genuine care are central to your coaching methodology. Here's what I've observed. One, initial rapport and setting expectations, beginning by reestablishing the gift nature of your call, ensures that clients aren't defensive or feeling sold to. This can create a space where they can be open and vulnerable. 
two, seeking insights and actionable steps. Asking for insights and actions ensures the client is actively involved and it gives them a sense of ownership over the process. This not only creates immediate value, but fosters responsibility and accountability on the client's part. Three, evaluating results. Checking in on previous actions and assessing results fosters a continuous feedback loop. This helps engaging the effectiveness of prior sessions and allows for course corrections if needed. Four, proposal phase. Your transition to the proposal phase is smooth and isn't abrupt. It's framed as a genuine inquiry rather than a sales pitch, which likely contributes to the positive responses you receive. Your process appears to be very intentional, respectful, and focused on the client's growth. Let me know if there's anything else you'd like to discuss. Now that I have shared with you pretty much my distinctions that I wanted to add, I could talk about the proposal phase, but I, it's not likely that I'm going to use this thread for my proposals, given the fact that proposals always happen in the moment right there, and I've not had any issue with that so far. Given the fact that what I'm looking to do is maintain a level of consistency moving forward with the connect phase and occasionally some of the language that might transition into the invite phase, do you feel like you have enough insight from me to where if I was to ask you for some advice or for some ideas or tips of how I can connect with people that you would be able to serve me in that capacity? Absolutely, Cliff. I feel I have a good understanding of your approach, especially in the connect and invite phases. Your philosophy of valuing each interaction, building trust, and ensuring there's a genuine connection before moving on is commendable. With the insights you've provided, I'm confident I can offer suggestions or advice on how to further refine or enhance your connection strategies, or even provide ideas for new avenues of engagement. Whenever you're ready, just let me know what specific guidance or suggestions you're seeking, and I'll do my best to assist you. I would be interested in hearing any new avenues that you might provide for connection strategies. Of course, Cliff. Given your approach to truly value and connect with individuals on a personal level, I'll suggest some connection strategies that might resonate with you. One, virtual roundtables or masterminds. Given the digital world we live in, hosting a regular virtual roundtable or mastermind group can be a powerful way to foster deeper connections. It's a space where individuals can share their experiences, learn from others, and feel part of a supportive community. This can also position you as a facilitator and leader, creating opportunities for more personalized connections. Two, engaging in online communities. Join or be active in online communities, forums, or groups that align with your expertise and values. By contributing valuable insights and actively engaging in discussions, you can organically connect with individuals who resonate with your philosophy. Three, guest appearances. Considering you have a background in podcasting, appearing as a guest on other podcasts, webinars, or live streams can introduce you to a new audience. Share your personal stories, experiences, and values, which can attract people to your community. Four, interactive workshops. Hosting interactive workshops, virtually or in-person, allows you to delve deep into specific topics. These sessions provide value and facilitate real-time interactions, allowing attendees to connect with you directly. Five, 
Storytelling on social media, sharing personal stories, testimonials, or success stories can be a powerful way to connect emotionally with your audience. Platforms like Instagram and LinkedIn are great for this, allowing for genuine connections in the comments or direct messages. Six, collaborations. Partner with other coaches, influencers, or businesses that share a similar philosophy or target audience. Collaborative events, webinars, or content can introduce you to their audience and vice versa. Remember, each strategy should be aligned with your core philosophy of meaningful interactions and connections. It's not about the quantity, but the quality and depth of each connection. Experiment with these strategies, gauge the results, and adapt based on what feels most authentic to you. Thank you so much for these strategies. I want to speak to you real quickly about what you've inspired with strategy number one, virtual roundtable, which I've never heard that language before. But masterminds, that's totally speaking my love language. I have many years of experience with mastermind groups. But I've never really considered this until you just prompted this as a connecting strategy. But my ideal now is that I could create a mastermind virtual event. Let's just say it is going to be four hours in length, but it is a high quality mastermind event where it's invitation only, where I would invite some of my peers who are celebrities in my space, in my niche, A-list credible people that most people would pay lots of money just to be in the same space as them. I could get them to participate as a friend. They would be more than willing to do this for me and then invite those people who are my exact ideal clients, those high profile type of clients that I wanna work with into that mastermind experience for free, offering an environment of value that is so immense, and I just see that as an incredible way of building deep trust and rapport and value at such a high level for those high level individuals that I would love to have as a client. I already have a list of names of people that I would invite to participate with me and then the potential clients that I desire to have. This is amazing. Thank you for that. You're very welcome, Cliff. I'm thrilled to hear that the idea resonated with you. Creating a high-quality, invitation-only mastermind event like the one you've envisioned sounds fantastic. By curating a space where A-list peers and potential clients come together, you'd be offering immense value to both groups. This strategy not only positions you as a connector within your niche, but also showcases the kind of value and depth you bring to relationships and coaching sessions. Given your enthusiasm and the clarity with which you've already started conceptualizing this, I have no doubt that this event will be a game changer in terms of building trust, rapport, and establishing deeper connections with potential clients. If executed well, it could become a signature event that people look forward to, enhancing your brand and credibility even further. Remember, the success of such an event lies in its authenticity, the depth of conversation, and the real value it provides to its participants. Go for it and make it happen. If you need further insights or have questions as you develop this concept, feel free to ask. Thank you. 
I'd like to speak about strategy suggestion number two, which is engage in online communities. And as soon as I heard that, I immediately thought of some of the larger, more broad online communities, Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, specifically as it relates to entrepreneurs and coaches and My own experience of those larger, more broader communities has not been pleasant. It seems like there's a lot of very sleazy, salesy kind of tactics that are happening in there. And just me becoming a member of that group makes me the target of tons of other people's advertising and promotion, which is kind of funny, the fact that I'm actually looking to engage in those communities for potential clients, but yet their approach has just been such a turnoff. So what I'm thinking, though, as I evaluate your suggestion of engaging online communities is my idea that I want to get involved in smaller, more intimate communities. I do have friends and peers who host their own mastermind groups, for example. I do have friends and peers who have paid memberships where me volunteering to be interviewed, do a workshop, or just to engage at any level could be a total value add And as long as I'm authentic and saying, listen, one of the reasons I'd like to do this is because I am looking to gain more exposure so more people know who I am so that I might attract people who are my ideal client to reach out to me for potential coaching or my paid mastermind groups. And as long as I'm clear and upfront with those friends and peers of mine that have these smaller, more intimate online communities... This I see as an incredibly powerful way to use that strategy that you're referring to. In fact, I know that this goes well because I've had a number of my peers who have already done this. They've invited me to interact with their paid mastermind groups. They've invited me to come lead a workshop for their membership program. And every time I've done that, it's led to connections. And then through the Prosperous Coach Method, it's led to paid clients. And my peers and friends who have invited me are thrilled for that. So I do like this idea of engaging in online communities and I'm thinking about it from a different perspective now. It's wonderful to hear your perspective on this, Cliff. You've highlighted some very valid points. Engaging in online communities, especially larger ones, can sometimes lead to unwanted solicitation and overwhelming promotional content. It's evident that you're aware of the pitfalls and are keen on navigating this arena with authenticity and genuine intent. Your idea of collaborating with smaller, more intimate communities is spot on. Engaging with these communities where you already have a connection or rapport with the hosts or leaders can offer a much more genuine and beneficial experience. When you come from a place of offering value, be it through workshops, interviews, or simple interactions, it resonates with members and can naturally lead to meaningful connections without the salesy undertone. Being upfront with your intentions, as you mentioned, is essential. It not only sets the right expectations, but also instills trust in the hosts and the community members. When they see your genuine intent to provide value and understand your reasons for engagement, it fosters a more authentic relationship. Furthermore, As you've experienced in the past, these smaller communities have already proven fruitful for you. By nurturing these relationships and expanding your reach within these groups, you're positioning yourself as a go-to expert and resource. Over time, 
This consistent, value-driven engagement can lead to organic referrals and genuine interest in your services. I truly believe that this approach, combined with your genuine intent to serve, can lead to even more meaningful connections and potential clients in the future. Remember, it's about quality, not quantity. By fostering deeper relationships in smaller communities, you're likely to see a more significant impact. Thank you so much. Next, I want to respond to strategy number three, guest appearance on podcasts. I'm thrilled that you brought this up, and I love the fact that you pulled out the fact that I just briefly mentioned that I have had audience members who have listened to thousands of hours of podcast content, so I, good catch on that one. I love it. Anyway, I'm glad that you brought this up because podcast guesting has always been a top strategy for getting my message out and introducing me to a large number of people, and it always generates significant response and connection opportunities. And the ironic thing is, is that recently, given the fact that I am looking for more consistency and a very minimum level of number of connections every single workday, one of the strategies that I was going with is I want to be more consistent in my own podcasting content. But it didn't occur to me to think about going back into getting myself at least once a week as a guest on other people's podcasts which I certainly have the ability to do that with no issue whatsoever. So thank you so much for the podcast guesting strategy. One of the things that I've done in the past is just naturally been who I am, and I attract people pretty much at the level of where I am or people who do aspire to be where I am because I tend to show up in those podcasts as a guest telling my story, which resonates with those people. Ideally, moving forward, I'd like to change the focus of what I'm doing when I'm a guest on a podcast. My ideal customers are those who are a bit further along in their business pursuits than I am. What can I do as a podcast guest and how can I show up and what stories can I include that would be appealing to those people to get those people who are further than me to respond from my guest appearance? I'm delighted that you've found value in the podcast guesting strategy. It's clear that you have significant experience in this arena, and adjusting your approach to target a specific audience can be transformative. Here's how you can modify your podcast guesting strategy to appeal to more successful entrepreneurs. One, share success stories. It's essential to share stories where you've successfully helped high-achieving entrepreneurs overcome their mindset issues even if they are more successful than you in business. Hey, my name is Graham Cochran, and I'm an online business owner, coach, host of the Graham Cochran Show podcast, and the author of the book, How to Get Paid for What You Know. And I have the privilege to call Cliff my friend, and I got to work with him through a coaching experience for six months, and it was fantastic. I think one of the things that helped me the most, and one of the things I absolutely love about Cliff and working with him is that Cliff pays attention to the words you say. So he would literally write down words I would say 
things that would just come out of my mouth that I didn't even know I was saying and say them back to me. And they were like a mirror he was holding up to me, showing me what my subconscious is thinking, the way I actually frame things. And it was so jarring sometimes to hear the words that I would say about myself or my situation. And he would correct me and challenge me and push back on things. I think working with Cliff was both fun and uncomfortable at the same time, which I think is a good thing. I always came knowing that when Cliff sat down with me, he was giving me his 100% attention and he was for me and he wanted to help me see transformation in my life. I had a real great experience being able to work through some pivotal things in a big pivotal point in my career and in my work and Cliff was super instrumental in helping me have clarity, helping me have confidence as well in who I already am, not who I need to become or evolve into, but who God made me to be and how I can continue to press into who I already am more. So, so grateful for working with Cliff, grateful for his friendship. He truly is a cheerleader for you. You know, you need to surround yourself with people who really believe in you and will fight for you. And Cliff is one of those guys. So it's an honor to call him a coach and a friend. I couldn't be more happy to recommend Cliff to you in any way, shape, or form. You need some Cliff in your life. Case studies and testimonials that highlight transformative changes can resonate powerfully. Two, discuss common mindset pitfalls. Highlight the common mindset challenges that even successful entrepreneurs face, such as imposter syndrome, burnout, or fear of scaling up. By doing this, you acknowledge their unique challenges and position yourself as a solution. Three, share personal growth moments. While it's essential to resonate with their success level, it's equally crucial to show vulnerability. Share moments when you've had breakthroughs in your mindset, which led to leaps in your business. It showcases relatability and proves that everyone, regardless of their success, has growth areas. Four, position yourself as a lifelong learner. Emphasize that you're always investing in your personal and professional growth. Talk about the courses you've taken, mentors you've worked with, and books you've read. This will resonate with high achievers who understand the importance of continual learning. Five, highlight peer interactions. Mention interactions, collaborations, or relationships you have with other successful entrepreneurs. It shows that you operate in circles with high achieving individuals, which can elevate your perceived value. Six, ask thought-provoking questions. Instead of only answering questions, pose thought-provoking questions back to the host or the audience. It can showcase your depth of understanding and push successful entrepreneurs to think deeply about their mindset. Seven, offer immediate value. Provide actionable tips or exercises that listeners can implement immediately. This gives a taste of what it would be like to work with you and showcases your expertise. Eight, be authentic. Authenticity cannot be stressed enough. While it's essential to position yourself in a certain light, ensure you're genuine. High achievers can often discern when someone is being insincere. By incorporating these strategies and ensuring each podcast appearance is tailored to resonate with high achieving entrepreneurs, you're likely to pique the interest of those who are even further along in their business pursuits. Remember, it's about quality connections and providing immense value that makes them feel seen and understood. Thank you for all of that. I have one follow-up question on podcast guesting. It's always valuable, I found, to have a strong call to action 
And it's even better if that call to action includes some sort of valuable tool or, I got cut off. Given the audience you're targeting, successful entrepreneurs who might be facing mindset issues, you might consider the following calls to action. One, exclusive workshop or webinar. Offer an exclusive online workshop tailored to the unique mindset challenges faced by high-achieving entrepreneurs. This showcases your expertise and provides immediate value. Two, guide or ebook. Provide a downloadable guide that dives deeper into mindset shifts necessary for growth or dealing with specific challenges successful entrepreneurs face. Three, mindset assessment or quiz. Design a brief online assessment or quiz that offers insights into where their mindset might be holding them back with personalized feedback or resources based on their results. Four, exclusive podcast follow-up. Offer an additional exclusive recording or content piece that goes deeper into a topic discussed during the podcast. This can be a short audio clip, video, or written piece. Five, consultation or strategy session. Extend the offer for a free, no-obligation strategy session where you can delve deeper into their individual challenges and provide tailored advice. Six, VIP day or masterclass access. Give limited time access to a previously recorded masterclass or a VIP day that you host, which deals specifically with high-achiever mindset challenges. Seven, access to a private community. If you have a private online community or group, offer them temporary access or a sneak peek. This will allow them to experience the value firsthand. Remember, the key is to provide immense value and make it easy for them to take the next step. Your call to action should be clear, compelling, and directly related to the content and stories you've shared during the podcast. This will ensure a seamless transition from listening to engaging with your offer. Those are incredibly powerful calls to actions and valuable additional insights. So thank you so much for that. As far as the interactive workshop strategy number four that you suggested, you reminded me of the fact that last year, about this time, or maybe it was two years ago at this point, I had done a live stream where I broadcasted the recording of a workshop where I teach 10-step formula for how to achieve any goal. And I had somebody reach out to me and say, Cliff, I was watching your live stream. I saw the title of 10-step formula for how to achieve any goal. I'm like, I'll listen to this while I'll do some work and I'll just have it on in the background. But then all of a sudden I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, no. (laughs) I'm going to give Cliff my full attention. And I pulled out a notepad and I started taking notes And that person became a member of the Next Level Mastermind within two weeks of me doing that live workshop. So it's just reminded me that, you know what, because it's live streamed, I could just make a point to do that once a month or at least once a quarter. So thank you for that. You're welcome. That's an amazing testimonial to the power of offering value through live workshops. Live streaming gives a unique, authentic touch and provides real-time interaction with your audience. Doing it regularly, like once a month or even quarterly, would not only help you stay top of mind, but also give potential clients a taste of your expertise and teaching style. This consistent touch point can really make a difference in building trust and attracting those ideal clients to your services. And remember, 
every time you conduct these workshops, you're also gathering more feedback, stories, and testimonials that can be used for future marketing or content. It's a win-win strategy. Okay, number five, strategy number five you gave was storytelling in social media. And I feel like I do pretty good at this, but I was wondering if you could give me two strategies for telling stories in social media. Of course. Storytelling is a powerful tool, especially on social media, where people crave authentic connections. Here are two strategies you can consider. One, the hero's journey. This is a classic storytelling format Start by introducing a challenge or problem you or a client faced. Describe the struggles, the moments of doubt, and the lessons learned along the way. Then share the resolution, how you overcame the challenge and what you learned from it. This structure not only engages, but also showcases your expertise and the transformation you offer. For example, you could share a story about a time when you faced a significant setback in your business and how you overcame it highlighting the mindset shifts that made a difference. Two, day-in-the-life posts. These types of stories provide a behind-the-scenes look into your daily life or routine. You can share both your highs and lows. For instance, talk about a specific morning routine that sets you up for success or a particular challenge you encountered during the day and how you addressed it. These posts make you more relatable and approachable. It gives your audience a sense of who you are, not just as a coach, but as a person. Remember, the key is authenticity. Sharing both your successes and vulnerabilities will make your stories resonate more deeply with your audience. And don't forget to engage with comments and responses to keep the conversation going. I love all of that. Thank you. The next one I want to talk about is collaboration with your peers. And this is something that I've been very intentional about. In fact, I've done several recently and I have six scheduled within the next two weeks where I'm going to highlight their area of expertise, where they can bring incredible, immense value from their skills, talents, and abilities, their areas of expertise, and sharing value with my audience. I would love to have your ideas of what I could do after the live stream has ended and we're no longer broadcasted live, but we're still connected as their version of the recording is still uploading in the background. What are one, two, or three things that I can do to make the most out of that conversation with this person who that is my peer could potentially be a client? It's wonderful that you're collaborating with peers and bringing such immense value to your audience. Once the live stream ends and you're in that private space with your peer, it's a golden opportunity to further deepen the relationship. Here are three things you could consider doing. One, feedback exchange. Firstly, acknowledge the value they brought to your audience and express your gratitude. Then ask for their feedback on the session, your questions, and your hosting style. This not only shows that you value their opinion, but it can also provide you with insights to improve future collaborations. Similarly, if they're open to it, offer your feedback on their presentation, emphasizing the strengths and the areas that resonated most with you. Mutual feedback can be a great way to learn and grow. Two, explore mutual opportunities. Delve deeper into areas where both of you can benefit from each other's expertise. Perhaps there's a project or initiative where you could collaborate in the future. 
or maybe there are resources, tools, or connections that you can share with each other. By aligning your strengths and resources, both of you could amplify your reach and impact. Three, personal connection. Transition from professional topics to more personal ones. Ask them about their aspirations, challenges, and even their personal life if the rapport allows. Showing genuine interest in them as a person beyond just their professional expertise can help forge a stronger bond. Also, this is a subtle way to identify if they might benefit from your coaching or other offerings without making a direct pitch. Lastly, make sure to express your interest in staying connected and perhaps even setting up regular check-ins or collaboration discussions. This ensures the relationship doesn't end with just one collaboration, but continues to flourish over time. I love all of that. Most of these folks that I am speaking with in my peer collaborations are people that I've had ongoing meaningful dialogue with. And a lot of these folks are super high level, perfect ideal clients that could benefit from my coaching. And they already know me at a very deep level. They have all pretty much listened to thousands of hours of my content over the years. So they know how I show up. They know my authenticity. They know my approach to building my business. What I'd love to do, instead of immediately trying to maybe invite them into a coaching session, I'd like to get better at my asking for referrals. So can you give me a list of tips of how I can be more effective of using this special private time at the end of a collaboration for asking for a referral? Absolutely. Asking for referrals can be an effective way to leverage the trust and credibility you've built with your peers. Here are some strategies to consider. One, express gratitude. First, start by expressing genuine gratitude for the time and insights they shared during the collaboration. By setting a positive tone, you pave the way for a more receptive conversation. Two, state your intent clearly. Be direct and clear about your intentions. You might say something like, I've truly enjoyed our collaboration today. As you know, I'm always looking to help more individuals who could benefit from my coaching. Do you know anyone who might be a good fit for what I offer? Three, specify your ideal client. While they might already have an idea from your past interactions, briefly describe the kind of clients you're looking for. This can help them pinpoint the right referrals from their network. Four, make it easy for them. Offer to provide any necessary materials, like a brief about your coaching services or a testimonial video. This ensures that they have all they need to make a confident referral. Offer value in return. While it's not necessary to provide incentives, sometimes offering something in return can be a gesture of goodwill. It could be a free coaching session or even just a promise to return the favor when the opportunity arises. Follow up promptly. If they do provide a referral, make sure to follow up promptly and keep them in the loop regarding any developments. This shows respect for the trust they've placed in you. If your peers sense your authenticity and dedication to making a difference, they'll be more inclined to connect you with the right individuals. Thank you for all of that. So I'd like to wrap up our time together right now, although I will come back to this thread with lots of requests for advice, feedback, and ideas and tips and strategies. But I want to let you know that I've been recording our entire dialogue here 
and I plan to include it in at least the podcast that I do called Cliff's Notes on Profitable Coaching. I'm also thinking about including this conversation in my main podcast called The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And what I'd like to do now is have a dialogue with you about a couple of calls to action, things that I want people to know about. So number one, I'd like you to ask me about the Next Level Mastermind. I would love to have you ask me separately about my one-on-one coaching opportunities. And then finally, I would like you to ask me about my Next Level Coaching Program. Absolutely, Cliff. So Cliff, I've been hearing a lot about the Next Level Mastermind. Can you tell me more about it and what it offers? Sure. So I started the Next Level Mastermind in November 2017. As I'm recording this, we're less than a month away from celebrating our six years together. Now, the Next Level Mastermind is for those who are full-time self-employed, who already have a business, who are committed to serving others through their products and services at the highest level. They are people who are consistently devoted to unceasing personal and professional development. They are willing to share their education, experience, areas of expertise, skills, talents, and abilities to bring value to every other member of the group. Each week, one business owner is in the hot seat. They are able to share what they are got going on as far as a goal they're going after, if they've got any obstacles or struggles or they need feedback. They're able to express all of that. And for over an hour, because our meetings are 90 minutes each week, for over an hour, all of the other members are then able to give this incredible amount of insight, feedback, and it's actionable. It's amazing. Anyway, this is for full-time self-employed business owners. It is a minimum of a one-year commitment, but it is one of the most transformative experiences. And since we've been doing this for six years, there's two members who have been in this group for either six years or just approaching six years. Several members have been in this group for up to four years And the average person is in the group for somewhere between two to three years. So this demonstrates that there is a ton of value where the minimum commitment is just one year and then you can do whatever you want. But the fact that so many people stay, I believe, communicates to the value of the Next Level Mastermind. And what I'd love to do and love to ask you to do is to invite people to go to nextlevelmastermind.info not .com, but go to nextlevelmastermind.info to sign up today. Can you tell them why they should go do that right now? Of course. For anyone listening, if you're a full-time self-employed business owner and you're seeking to elevate both your personal and professional life, you'll want to become part of a community that's committed to providing consistent support, guidance, and actionable insights. The Next Level Mastermind offers this unique experience. Imagine being surrounded by peers who are on a similar journey, offering their vast expertise and knowledge every week to help you overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. The longevity and commitment of the members is a testament to the incredible value this group brings. So don't wait, transform your journey and become part of this powerful community. Head over to nextlevelmastermind.info right now and take the next step to elevate your life and business. Thank you so much. Can we talk about my one-on-one coaching and why people might be interested in having a one-on-one coaching relationship with me? Of course, Cliff. 
Why don't you start by giving me an overview of your one-on-one coaching offering and what sets it apart from other coaching services out there? Well, my one-on-one coaching offering typically includes a minimum of a one-year coaching relationship. And each and every person that I work with, it is a unique approach. While I have many systems and frameworks and tools, techniques and strategies, I have tons of my own education with over 221 books that I've completed over the last four and a half years. There are many courses and so many things that I've learned with peers in the top end of my niche. So much of my experience, skills, talents, and abilities that I bring to the table, but all of that is secondary to the fact that I just have a desire to fully engage and hear and listen to what's going on in the life of my client. And typically, while many people are interested in all of those skills, techniques, tools, and strategies, and formulas, and frameworks, I'm glad to give them, but I often find that that's what they say they want, but what they truly need is something that's more foundational. And I've come to this point where I believe that success is 20% skill or framework or technique and 80% mindset. And I get down into the details of mindset. It's about how I think about problems. In fact, I'd like to share with you a quote about my podcast, why Michael Hyatt just listens to my podcast on a regular basis. Here's what he said. Well, I've told you before, this is why I listen to your podcast. It's not because I need more technical information on podcasting. I just listen to you because I like the way that you think about life, how you approach the problems you're trying to solve, and just your voice. So you could be talking about anything and I'd be interested. So it's there that I would love to just share that it's the way that I approach problems, the way that I think about things. And when he says it's about my voice, I really believe it's that empathetic tone that says, I understand and I'm not judging you and I'm there with you. Let's make this happen. Wow, Cliff, that's a powerful testament from Michael Hyatt. It's evident that your one-on-one coaching goes beyond just strategies and tactics you provide a holistic, personalized approach. When clients come to you, they're not only getting actionable advice, but a space where they can explore deeper, more foundational issues that may be holding them back. Your emphasis on mindset, paired with your ability to empathize and connect on a profound level, truly makes you stand out. It's clear that clients aren't just getting a coach, but a dedicated partner who genuinely cares about their success, well-being, and personal growth. For anyone listening, if you're seeking transformative change in both your professional and personal life, I'd highly recommend considering a one-on-one coaching relationship with Cliff Ravenscraft. Dive deep into those foundational aspects of your life and business that can propel you to greater success. Cliff, is there a specific way potential clients can reach out to you to learn more about this offering? The best way to reach out to me for my one-on-one coaching is just to send me an email, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com, put coaching in the subject line, and then tell me what it is that you would like coaching related to, and we can begin the dialogue there. Okay, so now I'd like to transition and have you ask me about the Next Level Coaching Program. Absolutely, Cliff. Tell us about the Next Level Coaching Program. 
what is it and how does it differ from your other offerings? What can someone expect when they join this program? So the Next Level Coaching Program is a relatively new program. I started it just over a month ago. It is designed for people who are either relatively new to coaching or if you're already a seasoned coach but you're relatively new to the Prosperous Coach Method for creating clients, this is a program that I wanted to create where I could be a source of insight information, education, and encouragement, and helping people master the Prosperous Coach Method for creating clients, and not only master the process of the Prosperous Method for creating clients, but also to learn some of these other coaching tools, techniques, skills, and strategies that I've picked up through all of the books and courses and workshops and conferences and intensives that I've been a part of over the past decades of my life and share these tools and techniques and strategies in such a way that they can take their coaching to the next level. Now, this program is unique in that it is something that meets every single week in a 60 to 90 minute call. And these calls are geared towards the idea that I will either do one of a few different formats. One format is ask me anything. So I'll just open it up and say, hey, where are you at in your coaching this week? And do you have a question for me? And then I will focus on the next person and then the next person. And I'll continue to do that until we get to such a larger size that then I'll transition over to each call being, okay, today I wanna share with you a training piece of material. I wanna teach you something and then we're gonna open up for Q&A related to that topic and if there's time left over, just other Q&A. As the group gets even larger, I will bring in some of my expert peers in the online business industry, some A-list celebrity coaches that I'm personally friends and peers with, and sometimes invite them in to give a session or training or teaching with some Ask Me Anything. And then eventually, once this grows to even a larger size, there may be some community aspects to it. It, It's going to be incredible. But right now, the main emphasis is this weekly call. And because the group is relatively small, everybody gets personalized attention. Now, this program is $500 a month, and it is a commitment of one year to be in this program. Here's the interesting thing, though. You don't have to show up to every single call. You don't have to be there every week. You'll get an immediate replay of every call after its weekly session. And if you can't make it to a live call, but you would have liked to have a question answered during the session, you could submit a question ahead of time via audio, video, or text. And I will include it as long as we're still in the ask me anything phase of the meetings. It sounds like a fantastic program, especially for those looking to deepen their coaching skills and gain insights from someone with your experience and connections. The flexibility you're offering with the replays and the ability to submit questions even if one can't attend live is a great feature. It shows you're truly considering the varying schedules and needs of your participants. What kind of transformation or results can participants expect from joining the Next Level Coaching Program? So the transformation that you will get if you sign up and participate in this program 
I'm absolutely committed. In fact, I've got a little statement here written about this. So it says here, every member draws profound insights, empowering them to attract more paying clients effortlessly. If you're having too much effort and you're not getting a lot of results, the whole idea is to give you so many profound insights that will empower you to attract clients effortlessly. Beyond that, you will master invaluable tools, techniques, and strategies that will create lasting transformation in the lives of the people that you coach. And the best part is you will get thousands and thousands of hours of my own coaching training that I've taken in all of those insights, tools, techniques, and strategies, and tens of thousands of dollars that I've invested to get them, and you will have access to them in this program, and you'll get them much faster than I consumed them. That sounds incredibly valuable. How can interested individuals sign up for the Next Level Coaching Program? Because the program is brand new, I have not yet taken the time to create a sales page for this. So what you need to do is send me an email, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com, put next level coaching program in the subject line and tell me you're interested and we'll begin the dialogue there. For those interested in the next level coaching program, start your journey towards mastering the tools and techniques of coaching with Cliff's guidance. Don't miss out on this unique opportunity to elevate your coaching skills. Anything else you'd like to add or discuss, Cliff? That is it for today. Thank you so much for this dialogue. I'm sure you and I will be in touch quite frequently. You're welcome, Cliff. I'm here whenever you need. Enjoy sharing all the insights with your audience, and I look forward to our next conversation. Take care. Well, there you go, my friends. That was my dialogue with ChatGPT. Can you believe that this is available for only $21 a month? It's just mind-blowing. Anyway, I hope that this episode has so many different layers of insight and inspiration for you. Whether you're a coach or not, there's so much you can take away from this entire episode. And if you are interested in the Next Level Mastermind, head over to nextlevelmastermind.info, apply today. If you're interested in my one-on-one coaching or the Next Level Coaching Program, email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do, including your use of AI, to the next level. Mindset and